Hi, this is Lou Rothman, and Abe's asked me to tell you that for just $9.95, you can get 20 episodes of Kiss My Ash Radio with free shipping. And because I'm a discounter, if you order today, it'll just be $7.95. Welcome into Kiss My Ash Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. Whether you're new to cigars or been smoking for years, Kiss My Ash is here to entertain, inform, and more importantly, smoke. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's your host. I like to smoke them like some Winston Churchill, like John Kennedy. Remember Coach Ray Arbuckle, pumped up for victory. Well, you can take my wife, you can take my car, but you can't take my big cigar. Libertarians and lovers of the leaf. This is Honest Abe, Kiss My Ash Radio, broadcasting live from Constantly Monte Cristo in Boynton Beach, Florida, along with my trusty crew, Adam King. Hello. And the lovely Lady M. Good morning. It's just not the same when you're actually here on time before the show actually starts. And prepared. Listen. <laughs> it's like, it like takes a lot of our morning Last dialogue. Last week I was, I was here two minutes late. You guys act like it's the end of the world, like you guys can't carry on Last week the show started without you. I'm here now. And you came in all hungover and drooling. Yes, I did. It was me. There you have it. Thank you. But here, all prepping this morning and going to see a soccer game. Yes. Who are you going to see? Uh, the women's U.S. versus Russia. Yeah. So they're playing down in Boca. Is it like a championship game? It's or? Um, a qualifying match for the World Cup. When's the World Cup coming back? I don't know. I'm still on Mexico, Mexico 86. That'll be this summer. Is it this summer this already? This summer, yeah. It's the 20, Has it been four years? Wow. Yeah, because it was 2010. And uh, it was it's 2014 in Brazil. And hopefully the Brazilians will be more prepared than the Russians. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know, Lady M no, was a nothing, uh, soccer nothing. savant. I was. Yes, scholarship. I killed it. Yep, you were here. Played uh, no seasons? No seasons. <laughs> Four knee surgeries. <laughs> but I still carried on my scholarships. <laughs> Thank you, Northwood. <laughs> Northwood University, home of the finest educations in nowhere. Anyways. We'll educate anybody. Adam is really peppy this morning. He's looking for rim shots and jokes. I had two cups of coffee earlier. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I've already done a couple of espressos. I needed it this morning. All right. So we got a lot of giveaways today. Kiss my ash radio. We got ashtrays. We got Florida Panther tickets for Thursday the 27th. If you'd like to go see a Florida Panthers game, make sure you pay attention. We'll be giving that away today. Uh, also, uh, if you follow us on social media, uh, we post a word every Friday on our Facebook and Twitter. And we'll be giving uh, you a 10th caller when you hear that word that we post. We'll be giving away a five-pack of what? A CLE Corenta 465s. There you go. The same cigar that you were going to be lighting up momentarily. As soon as I get a chance to light it, I am. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Tweet pics of what you guys are smoking or getting ready to smoke this morning. And uh, we're going to send an ashtray the best Twitter pick we like and uh, see out there today. Um, also, our great friends at Sycar, great sponsors of the show, products guaranteed for life. 
Lady M, what are our great folks at Zyke, our friends at Zycar giving away today? Well, this week, uh, if you're the 10th caller after hearing this sound, we are once again going to give away the Zycar Ellipse Triple Flame Lighter. It oh. is a $90 value, beautiful lighter, slim, beautiful, and last week we didn't get a chance to give it away. So, All right. it is still in the giveaways. It's slim and beautiful. It's slim and beautiful. Okay. Oh, uh, only a woman can describe a lighter as slim. Definitely, yeah. And hot. Beautiful. There you go, hot. Well, hopefully all lighters are hot. <laughs> at, at some point, they will get hot, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty cool show today. Uh, Steve Saka back with Cigar Science. Steve. Yes, always a pleasure to have Mr. Saka on the air, talking about his in-depth knowledge of tobacco and uh, science in the cigar science world. Also, Christian Aroa back on KMA Radio. First time live in the studio. First time he'd been here. Yes, he actually got up and left Miami, so it should be a very interesting interview. If you're anywhere in the area or near the Casa de Monte Cristo store in Boynton Beach, Florida, come on down, have a Bloody Mary, Mimosa, Modelo, whatever suits you fanny. Meet Christian Aroa himself and uh, learn a lot more about his cigars. There's some special promotions and giveaways he'll be doing. Uh, or if you'd like to talk to Christian Aroa himself, just give us a call at 877 877- Nine six zero ninety nine sixty. We also have a new segment this uh, this show. We do. Yes. What's it called? Factor Craft with Lady M. <laughs> Let's. Uh, is that been done already? No. Isn't I've that, never played. Is that a version of Don't you, Do you know more than a fifth grader? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Bum, bum, bum. I mean, a wants A wants to bring his four five year old daughter onto the show and. I bet, trivia. I bet <laughs> strong money her. my five-year-old can beat you in trivia. She's a smart kid. She just passed her uh, her test. She's she did? She passed her gifted program. Her gifted program. She is good. So, yeah, later in the set, I believe it's going to be at the end of the show. Please call in if you feel that you can beat me for a five-pack of my cigars. Is that the only new segment today? Uh, yeah. No, actually, we're going to do a smoke screen. There you go. Hmm. I, I, that's, that's the segment I thought she was talking about, but of course, you're oh. the one about herself first. Of course. Come on now. You know better than that. <laughs> yes, smoke screen. Shameless yep. self-promoter. <laughs> this will be a fun segment. <laughs> fun segment. Also, Fantasy Fumari. We still have... We have a couple f- more a couple spots, so please listen, sign up. Listen, if you're out there listening, we've got a couple spots of Fantasy Fumari. It's a great way to win a $100 gift certificate. If you didn't win last season, all you got to do is go to uh, uh, kissmyashradio.com, click on the Fantasy Fumari link, and just sign up. The winner's going to get a $100 gift card, and it's a lot of fun. It's no work on your end. We'll post the winner every week, and uh, all the rules are on there. So please visit us at www.kissmyashradio.com and click on Fantasy Fumari. Uh, up ahead, what do we have? We have we're going to be doing What's in the Box and uh, Cigar and uh, Meet Your Maker with Christian Aroa. Don't go anywhere. Smack it. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. When it comes to tasting the Jack Daniels family of whiskey, I always suggest that people start with Gentleman Jack. It is the only whiskey in the world to be charcoaled mellow twice, giving it its ultimate smoothness. Such a delicious, full-body whiskey with a kick of fruit and spice with a silky, warm, pleasant finish. When you drink Gentleman Jack, you always enjoy a rich, rewarding taste. It is the only whiskey you will want to drink. The official VIP sponsor of The Great Smoke. Please drink responsibly. It's that time of year again. 
Fall is fast approaching, and the Quesada Oktoberfest is back. This full-flavored Dominican Puro is blended to pair with your favorite Oktoberfest beers, brewed annually for the famous German festival. Quesada Oktoberfest is available only during the fall. So grab a beer and a few of these delicious cigars before they sell out. Quesada Oktoberfest, the only cigar on the market made specifically to pair with beer. Proust. Honest Abe here, and today's cigar consumer always seems to be asking me, what's the latest new cigar? Regretfully, many times what is new is not what is best. Sometimes you gotta go old school when you want a great smoke. Hoy de Nicaragua Antonio 1970 is just such a cigar. It is the original Nicaraguan Puro and been handcrafted at the very same factory for over four decades and is always a delicious, strong-as-balls smoking experience. There's a reason why Hoya de Nicaragua has been a favorite for 40-plus years. It's Viva Delicioso, baby. It's no secret there's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight. Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings. For the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smokers' Rights page at thecigarstation.com. Lovers of full-body cigars are in for an awesome treat. Monte from Monte Cristo, a bold, modern cigar, uniquely crafted with not one, but two binders. A robust Corojo binder is paired with a spicy Olor binder. The two binders add strength and complexity for an unbelievably flavorful smoke. A dark Ecuadorian wrapper gives the Monte even more punch, ensuring a knockout experience. Double binder, amazing flavor, great price. That's Monte. This is Gianni Garcia of My Father's Cigar, and kids don't laugh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a professional singer at Lady M. This is Gianni Garcia of My Father's Cigar, proud to be Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. Welcome back. Honest Dave here. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio along with my trusty king, Adam K. the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Woo-hoo. We're broadcasting live uh, from the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida at the Casa Monte Cristo store. And if you're out there listening, got nothing to do, come on down. Have your favorite mimosa, Bloody Mary, Modelo, cappuccino, whatever suits your fancy in the morning. Meet Christian Rowe himself. He'll be uh, our guest in our Meet Your Maker segment coming up ahead. Um, a few recaps. Uh, the Big Pig, first thing of Big Pig, big success, great party. Uh, we had a rib cook-off, which uh, we have to give big props to Texas Donnie. Man, this guy came with a rig. Oh. I pulled up back there. I mean, it I don't know. It was awesome. What was it, like a 300-gallon uh, smoker? smoker? The, the smoker could fit 50 racks. 50 racks of ribs. He showed up smoker. at not like 9 o'clock in the morning and started cooking for 4 o'clock. He was actually the only one who actually cooked on the premise. Yeah. Yes. Which is one of those things they were talking about. Is like, usually you got to like do the like, last 30 minutes of your cooking on the premise. 
<laughs> if that's a real big that, kickoff thing. How was that? Was that a Texas accent you were? I don't know. To? I was trying to do a little bit of both. Yeah. Okay. I, I can't do it, Donnie. Oscar-winning, Oscar-winning uh, award there. But I'd like was, to thank the Academy, all <laughs> of the wonderful people that voted for me, Mom for driving me to practice every day, all kinds of wonderful things. But uh, and Lady M, who hosted her first annual hot dog eating contest, how'd that go? That was amazing. No one signed up for it. <laughs> I had 150 hot dogs and 150 buns. Wait, wait, first, she had 150 hot dogs. And yeah, I'm going to talk about this. I came back in the back room and I saw these big cases of buns. And I said, oh my God, what are these? She goes, those are hot dog buns. I'm like, this is like hero. This is like sub rolls. The, the hot dog buns were like eight inches long. I got them at Costco. Everything Eight comes. inches long. I said, I said you're going to put this little itty-bitty hot dog in this bun. And she starts screaming, why are you so, what did you, you call me? Why are you so, uh, I forgot what she said. But she started going, why, why are you so nitpicky? What is nitpicky? It's like eight inches long. It's double the size of a normal I hot dog bun. I thought they were fine. They were the only hot dog buns that they had at Costco. So I just figured that they were right. But then again, we did have the Nathan's extra long, foot long hot dogs. So I just no, you didn't. Would... You had just the regular hot dogs. Whatever. You're still going there. So, so no, no one wanted to dogs. sign up for my hot dog eating contest, but because I put all the hot dogs out for free now for just everyone to enjoy. And sure enough, there was a line out the door for freaking free hot yeah, dogs. Yeah, nobody wanted to eat 12 of them. Everybody wanted to eat one. Yeah. No I saw guys go back for two, three, or four. But I think what happened was they looked at it and said, this is really a bun they eating contest. They never saw the bun. <laughs> it's a bun eating contest. So I don't know what this is. Hey, next year, well, actually, we also figured that after a rib cook-off and people were eating a bunch of ribs for hours, the last thing they wanted to do is stuff their face with hot dogs. So Absolutely. We'll, we'll plan that next time, you know, differently. Everybody's way too full. Everybody was way too full. I got the meat sweats. Yeah. I mean, we had a great amount of ribs, and the no. Bebe's Chicken and Waffles was here representing. Yeah, we had a couple local, a couple chain, I mean, stores, restaurants that came. Yeah. And I tell you what, for the first annual, it was a good, good turnout. Next year we... Yes, next year the second annual Big Pig, I'm sure, is going to rock it. And, of course, up ahead, one of the country's biggest cigar events. If you're out there anywhere in the country, we get... Uh, this event uh, attracts people from all over. The 8th annual Great Smoke event in West Palm Beach here in Florida. Uh, we got talent coming in from Vegas. We got 20 pounds of sterling silver you could win. We have 40 different cigar companies. This year they got a dunk tank. Dunk tank. we dunking people. Lady M will be one of the... Uh, Dunkies. Dunkies. Yep. He'll be a donkey. Maybe we'll talk Christian Aroa, see if we can uh, donate his time for the Kids Cancer Foundation and uh, donate 20 minutes to the dunk tank. He's out there acting like he doesn't hear us. Exactly. I know he hears All right, time to see what's in the box. We got a box. We got a box. What? We got a box. Take a look inside. I'm going to open it. Don't look at it. Oh, what's in the box? Let's ask Honest Abe. Cigar News. February 8th, 2014. The hooligan is back. Alec Bradley's Green Cigar is returning to shops for 2014 with an aged wrapper. The Alec Bradley Black Market Filthy Hooligan is much the same as last year's release, a Candela cigar with filler tobaccos from Nicaragua, Honduras, Panama, and a double binder from Honduran and Nicaraguan origins. The major difference this year is that the Nicaraguan Candela wrapper has a year of age on it, 
which the company founder Al Rubin says changes a flavor profile. That means, I guess, they were left over from last year, ones that didn't sell. That, or they were now planning ahead, and so they set it aside. Uh, That's probably what they'll tell you. <laughs> Adam is such a smart guy. Rubin already wanted to bring back the Candela and says he heard a lot of requests from others that wanted it back, too. As with many Candelas that come back to the market, Filthy Hooligan is a limited release project for the St. Paddy's Day holiday. It debuted last year with a limited production of just 3,000 boxes and came in just one size at 6x50 Toro. This year's release still comes in green boxes of 22 cigars that carry a suggested retail price of $8, and the 3,000 box pack will start shipping pretty much next week. Uh, that's what I heard. A month in advance. Yes. Cool again. Mm-hmm. Psycho 7, the cigar with a huge band, is getting a smaller size. The Dominican Smoke from California's Ventura Cigar Company will soon have a Corona. The new size will measure 5.5 inches by a 46 spring gauge, made in the same blend as the original line. Yeah, okay. Who? Yeah, I'm skipping that story. Uh, I have no idea who that no even idea is. Either. Yeah. Headley Grange and my father team up. The company behind Headley Grange... Why are you laughing? Because I wrote the news. It was, that was terrible. <laughs> you don't even know that. It's all right. The company behind Hilly Green and the Four Kicks is making a new cigar with the Garcia family. Yeah, I guess this was exciting this year. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I saw the pre- Actually, uh, John Huber forwarded me the press release and said, yes. hey, did you see this? Check this out. Crown Heads and My Father's Cigars SA are going to a cigar in May called Las Calaveras. Edition of the Matata 2014. It'll be the first Nicaraguan smoke for Crown Heads and the first one not made by Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Uh, yeah, they've had steamed, great success there. Yes, the cigar is themed around the traditional Mexican day of the dead imagery, and Las Caveras is meant to pay its respects for lost and loved ones. The Las Caveras 2014 comes in three sizes, a 5x50 Robusto, a 6x52 Toro, a 7x54 Churchill, Packaged in black slide, slide lid boxes of 24, three rows of eight cigars, and adorned with a festive skull logo. Only a thousand boxes of each cigars are slated for production. So I know my our boy Adam K is way uh, excited about the cigar. Oh, absolutely, because uh, the Four Kicks, Headley Grange, uh, the J.D. Howard Reserve, John Huber, Mike Conner, those guys do a great job. And I'm sure, especially now that they're going with the Garcias, who keep having some of the highest-rated cigars out of Nicaragua and, you know, make a lot of great cigars, especially some for a guy I know named Abe, who uh, they've made some very nice cigars for him. Uh, they did make a nice cigar called El Hill Forest. Yes, they did. It was a very good cigar. Mm-hmm. Well, they're a great family with a lot of... Uh, so it, it, it should be a very good uh, cooper- uh, cooperation between the two of them, and I look forward to seeing that. You know, Apparently it's going to be a yearly thing, but a different, limited thing every year. Okay, so this is not... They're not, they're not actually stopping working with uh, Ernesto. This is just going to be a... This is, their, this is like just they're expanding their line a little bit, and so what they've got is it's going to be a yearly thing to commemorate the Day of the Dead so that they can do the um, yearly remembrance of lost loved ones and things of this nature. Very so basically nice. that's what they're going to do. So it's going to be a yearly tradition to come out every year in like May to honor the Day of the Dead. All right. Well, here's some big news. CVS chain is ending tobacco sales. It's stubbing out about $2 billion. Yes, I Billion. Billion. That's with a B. B. One of the largest drugstore chains in the United States is going to stop selling all forms of tobacco products, including cigars, before the end of the year. The CVS Caremark announced yesterday it would eliminate cigarette, cigar, and other tobacco sales at more than 7,600 stores 
by October 1st. The public company gets some over $2 billion annually from tobacco sales. Most of those sales come from cigarettes, and stores such as CVS don't have walk-in humidors that contain the type of premium cigars that found in brick-and-mortar stores. But they do have a considerable business in cigar sales, especially with the machine-mates. Uh, calls to various CVS stores in New York, metropolitan area, found the following brands currently stocked. Backwoods, Macanudo Minis, Cohiba Minis, and all that nice general stuff. Phillies, Dutch Masters, and Al Capone's. Gotta love the Dutch Masters. Yeah. Mm. CVS was one of the good customers. CVS is one of our good customers for value-priced Hampton Arms and Don Seville's Nicaraguan Handmaids, said Eric Newman, president of J.C. Newman Cigar Company. This is just the latest of so many challenges our industry in general and our company specifically has experienced in our 119th year history. But we shall preserve. Yeah, it's going to be a big hit for some of the premium manufacturers who make the machine mains that are going into the CVS. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's one of those things, you know, every, all these guys, especially we talk all the time about these ongoing legislative things. Those machine-made cigars that come in different flavors and are often machine-made and sold to anybody, that's one of those big things everybody keeps trying to cut back, and we keep trying to differentiate, hey, there's the difference between machine-made and the handmade stuff you get from us. CVS said that exiting tobacco retail will not affect its operating profit guidance or earnings per share guidance for 2014 or its company's five-year financial projection. An expected six to nine cents reduction in its 2014 earnings per share will be offset by, which I really like this, mm-hmm. identified incre- incremental opportunities. But they don't identify what they are. <laughs> the company plans to launch a national program to help customers quit smoking. So I guess they're going to try to sell all the Nicorettes. Or the vapor things. And I don't know. Maybe they're, they're going to get into vapor. Or e-cigs. I think they already do some e-cigs. Yeah. Or at least I think Walgreens does. I don't really ever don't know the last one was in a CVS. So if that might be what they expand into rather than... Do you think that it's going to increase the sales now at like Walgreens and Publix and those things? Because now people that are going well, to have Well, Walgreens to... has not made the commitment to do the same yet. Right. So, yeah, everybody who's going to CVS for their cigars, as long as Walgreens pick it up, I mean, they're going to go somewhere for it. Right. So, yeah, Walgreens will pick it, it up. It's not like every corner you see a CVS. If you look at the other corner, there's not a it, Walgreens. Yeah. It's just the standard, hey, there's one over there, one over there. Okay, I'll just make a left turn instead of a right. What do you prefer, Walgreens or CVS? Uh, I'm a Walgreens guy. I Walgreens, I'm a Walgreens guy, too, now. It's the closest one to my house, so I guess I'll say Walgreens. I, I grew up in the Midwest, so there were no CVSs. Up northeast, there were CVSs. Yeah, there I, never saw, CVS. I never saw a CVS until I left Illinois. Yeah. Mm. So, that being said, that is the news for this week. Interesting. Um, up ahead, I mean, your maker segment, Christian Roa, who gave me a phenomenal cigar here that I'm going to light up and tell you right after this. Drop it like it's hot. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Kizano cigars are manufactured in the Dominican Republic using only the finest of hand-selected tobaccos that have been aged to perfection. Their cigars have been rated in the 90s by Cigar Aficionado and chosen as best of the best by the Rob Report. From the Kizano 18-paired LXI Habano Sungrown 59 Cameroon to their economically priced bundles, every step has been taken to ensure the finest quality tobaccos and utmost craftsmanship. Kizano cigars. Discover what a fine cigar should be. The Oliva family. 
the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. You might smoke one of six cigar brands at any given time, but you cut and light your cigar with one brand. And for me, it's always Icar. With their guaranteed quality, innovative design, and dependability, there is simply no other choice. Plus, it's backed by a lifetime warranty. You can't get much better than that. Zycar customers expect the best quality available, and the lifetime warranty insists on it. At Smoke In, we love selling Zycar accessories. Stop by and become a part of the Zycar Nation. Zycar for life. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today at all smoking locations. In their Miami factory, Casa Fernandez makes the finest limited quantity cigars with Class 7 Cuban Master Rollers. Made in the USA in the Cuban tradition. The chocolate bar, the Casa Fernandez Reserva Maduro Corona Extra 5x46 was a big hit at the 2013 IPCPR. The Miami-made Reserva Maduro was blended by our world-renowned Arsenio Ramos, proudly made in the U.S. with the world's best rollers and Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaves of tobacco. This is George Rico, and you're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. I am not Pitbull. Log on to KissMyAssRadio.com any day during the week, and you can play back the podcast if you missed it. Now, here's your host, Honest Abe. Welcome back. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. I'm your host, Nas Dave. We are broadcasting live in the heart of Palm Beach Gardens. Palm Beach Gardens. Last time I checked, I don't think we're in gardens. Yeah, I keep this. Unless studio. we're in a time warp again. Back to studio address. We're broadcasting live from Boynton Beach, Florida. At the Casa Monte Cristo store. I'm here with my crew, Adam Kane, the lovely lady M. We do a little socializing with the crowd? Yeah, well, um, I wanted to mention, and I actually I'm going to mention it now on air, tomorrow at the Polo Grounds, we are hosting a little um, KMA, smoke, radio, yes. KMA Radio smoking event. Uh, we're going to have a cigar roller out there. She's yes. going to be rolling cigars. Fresh handmade cigars over by the Lamborghini tent. Yep, we're going to be in the Lamborghini tent. So uh, if anyone's around and wants to come out. You can meet Lady M herself. Yeah, it's, it's a $10 cover, but... It's, you know. Do you have some tickets to give away on the I end? do have some tickets to give away. Yeah, how do you want to give them away? So if somebody wants to call in. Um, Just call in? No, we'll do it uh, We'll do it with a factor crap. Factor crap. Or actually, yeah, call in. Be the 10th caller right now. If you want to come out to the Wellington, I'll give you a pair of tickets. A pair of tickets to poll call. Give us a call at 877-960-9960. You can see Lady M and meet Boris. Yep, Boris and I will be out there. Boris will be out there. 10th caller, well. call yes. in. Um, that being said, every week we like to do, uh, invite special people to be on what is I consider my favorite part of the show. Me, your maker. 
Attention, please. The smoking light has been turned on. All right. I'm lighting up a cigar you gave me during uh, one of our breaks. Uh, today we have really an old-time friend and uh, semi-retired and back in the business, I guess, uh, Christian Eroa from uh, CLE Cigars and uh, Tabacalera Unidas. Is it still called Tabacalera Unidas? Is it now Fabricas Unidas? Yeah, I mean... No, I, I think now it's CLE Cigars. <laughs> okay. We change it every year to keep it interesting. <laughs> you had a busy year, May Christian. Yeah. Tell us about the last year. Hey, Abe, you know what? It's incredible. And it's funny because I was just making some notes here before we started. And I remember you and I, we first met, I think it was back in 1996. You had an old crew of people, a, uh, Ron, uh, Jerry Soma. You know, these guys aren't around anymore. But we met right at the cigar boom around 1996. And I remember at that time, everybody you went to see, everybody wanted to open up multiple stores. Everybody had these great ideas. Smoke it even had a franchise in Ohio somewhere. And... Uh, it is really, really nice to see you here years after that you actually made it happen. This store here, you guys haven't been to the store in Boynton Beach. This store is beautiful. I'm actually very impressed. You know, I'd like to get to know who your architect is because I like the design a lot. It's a very good job, and I want to congratulate you, Abe. You've really done it. I, I would never guess that you did, <laughs> that you had it in you. Well, it's 17 years in the making, and we went to a lot of shops across the country, and the architect, trust me, you don't want him. <laughs> let, me put this, let, me, let me put this way, because I'll say it on the air. Have, have you ever seen an architect hired on a job who never came to the grand opening to see the finished product? He's never seen the store finished. Hey, you know, I, I, I don't deal with these kinds of people. So oh, you know. you know, the problem with architects, they don't care at all about anything that's functional or any, any, any reason why you want something the way it is because it's functional. They, they, they feel like they're artists, that, that they're working on a tapestry, a <laughs> canvas. And I, and I argued with the guy. I said, what do you think? You're an artist? He told me, yes. I said, you're not an artist. If you're an artist, go paint something and die. Then it'll be valuable. But otherwise, you, you work your service industry. Now, we got in big fights with the architect. And uh, eventually had to let him go. And believe it or not, the GC and I, we worked out almost everything to, to details. And we changed. It changed a lot of times. That's why it took us, honestly, an extra, what, seven months to open? Yeah. I mean, we changed the grand opening date three times because... Everything kept evolving because it wasn't planned right, because I didn't have the help of an architect who was supposed to guide us in the right directions. But eventually we opened up, and it came out great. And uh, thanks for coming down on your busy day. No, this is my first visit here. And, I, and uh, you know, just to finish off on that subject, i got to tell you, there's something feminine, feminine about your eye. It must be your pink on the or something. I'm very impressed. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'll try to take that as a compliment. So look, tell us now, what's what's going on with Tabacalera Unitas? You've now you're no well, I'm sorry. Is that not no longer? That's fine. That name is fine. Is, is that now no longer together now? Because I mean, I know. No, I'm still talking to us with you. This is fine. Okay, the the, the Winwood Cigars is no longer under the umbrella. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what happened? He's on his own doing his own thing. Well, yeah. The whole point behind Tabacalera Unitas, we were gain, uh, we were gathering a lot of talent out there that had a lot of potential, and uh, we have Grace Otolongo. From uh, we're doing Echicera cigars with her. We have Robert. I'm sorry, pronounce that one more time. Grace I don't think there's anybody in the country. Sotolongo. No, no, her name we got. I don't think there's anybody in the country the that cigars, pronounce the name of her cigar. Echicera, sorceress. Say it. 
Echiceras. What? I'm, in, girl. Sh- I'm, in, I sh- I'm in shock. I couldn't believe that was a first time try. Sigir Molion. Sigir Molion. She still can't say it. Can't say that I'm one, no. You know what? Right. I know you were busting on when he first came in, but she was here. You were actually late, sir. She was here at 9.15 in the morning. I'm we here on pra- time. i got to be here before the show starts. We were practicing the name for like 20 minutes. <laughs> were you? Were you really? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Hey, dude, I would, I'm trying to make you look good. You're killing me here. I wouldn't doubt it. Stranger things have happened. And so, uh, you know, we brought Edgar, Goyle, Edgar Hoyle in with uh, One Shot, One Kill, Osaka, and EH. We have Robert Wright. I love that guy. That guy's a great guy. Edgar. Ed- Edgar is the scariest looking guy. I love that guy. And once you meet the guy, he's, so he's a teddy bear. Yeah. He had, we had him on the studio uh, one we, time. We joked. Oh, that's right. He did have, we have his oh, yeah. photos hanging up. His photos are on the wall. We, we joked We joked one time. Edgar, if you're listening out there, props, brother. But we joked. I'm going to make it happen sooner or later. Him, Matt Booth, and I were just going to go to Tijuana like for a four-day extravaganza and it's like documentary video. Oh, you'll thing. be arrested for sure. Probably. <laughs> you'll be arrested for Probably. Sure. But you it'll know, be a great trip. There'll be Wait. a bolo out in 20 minutes. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm as square as conservative as you can get. The first trip that Edgar did down to Honduras, he had his shorts everything. Do me a favor. You need to wear long sleeves. They're arresting anybody here with tattoos. I don't want to get pulled in with you. I mean, the guy really is scary. So, but the guy is actually a very nice guy, incredibly creative. You know, mm-hmm. the stuff he thinks of, and I think the direction he can take us in is, is amazing. You know, and of course, we also have Tom Lazuka in the group with us and, and uh, Robert Wright. These are guys that I work with back when... Uh, and Tom has the asylum day. line under his... Yes, Tom is a partner. Which has been doing very well, in fact. Asylum is the single fastest growing cigar brand <coughs> ever in the history of cigars. Asylum did 1.9 million cigars his first year out. Never in, in the history of this industry has a cigar ever done that. Never. Zero advertising. It's all been word of mouth, 100%. You know, part of it was the fact that we created, we didn't create the segment. JFR was the first one in there with a 70 by 7. But we actually came in and completely took over that market. So now it, it, it got to the point where we actually had to develop an 80 by 6 just to make the 70 look normal. But then the 80 by 6 became our second seller. We said, okay, let's see how, let's see how far we can scare people. Then we came out with the Ogre, which is a 70 by 7 with a Candela double wrap, and it became our third best seller in the whole line, to the extent that now we're adding a 50 by 5, a 60 by 6, and an 80 by 6 on the Ogre, and wow. that'll be out uh, later this month or early March. So, honest Abe here with Christian Roll of CLE Cigars. So, you're just seeing the trend, just you're just blowing it up. It's going 60, 80. I mean, you, have you made the 100 yet? No, 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 I'll leave that for Skip Martin and the uh, whatever he calls that. So you're, you're saying right now that you'll never make a 100-ring-gauge cigar? No, of course not, I'm not saying that. But <laughs> what would a 100-ring-gauge be? Like that. Two-hand smoke? Yeah, like that. Yes, probably, uh, yeah. The 80s, almost a two-hand, depending upon your hand size. <laughs> It'd be like a double Duncan. Ooh. Well, hun- this is okay, that's a good one. Come on, up top. <laughs> Throw that in there. Come on. <laughs> No, I hope he's listening. Oh, I, can't I hope he's listening. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> that was that was priceless. But uh, so no 85s, no 90s. We're not going to get there. Listen, I, I, I'm not sure we're going to get there. I I do see us doing an 80 by 8 at some point, mm-hmm. just for fun. And uh, why not? Because you know when we sold the company in 2008, mm-hmm. I was only 36 years old at the time. I was very excited with with dealing with the guys at Davidoff. But like you, Abe, I think you would understand the... How, de- how depressing did that get? Huh? 
No, no. Actually, it was a very good transition, man. They're very nice guys. It was a very good relationship. Wow, this guy's really grown up over the years. How yes. political are you? Look at that. That's I, actually I, one I, of my I, lines right I, here, man. I thought I'd fish it out of him. Do, I, do I we have the next congressman from Miami Gardens coming in? Wow. Or what? I mean. No, you know what happens is, is um, the entrepreneur spirit is something that, that you just can't fight. And as much as you can, you know, I didn't want to retire at 38 or 39 years old. And this is something I grew up doing. I've always been around tobacco. I've been around the farms. I learned how to drive Jeeps in the farm when I was seven years old. We had these Suzuki Jeeps just to transport tobacco. So it's something I've always done. And I always wanted to see if I could do it, do it again. So when, when you kind of step aside, because it was about a year, a year and a half hiatus there between the, uh, the non-compete and uh, so forth. And I saw that the industry was completely boring. It was really boring. I would talk to people. I would walk into stores, and everything was about the same. That's when you guys started talking about this whole Sindicato project. I was very happy about it. I supported it because I do think we need to shake things up. You know, we did the, uh, we did the 70 by 7 exactly with that in mind. We wanted to change things. The, the OSAC and the stuff that's coming out in the future is just going to be, it, we're going to completely change the way business is done. And we're going to have a surprise on the asylum within the next 60 or 90 days, which is going to turn things around yet again. So we We're going to get more into that there, but I just had a question. You talked about it was too young for you to retire. Now, your father, in, the, in this buyout and the sellout when Davidoff acquired uh, Camacho Cigars, he kept his farms. Yeah, we kept the farms. Is he continually working or is my he father, retired? No, my father turned 77 on January 11th. He's still very much working. Wow, that's and great. Wow. Even when we opened up the new Aladino factory, you know, I always said that the good news are that my father's helping me. The bad news are is that my father's, father's helping, helping me. Because <laughs> it was, uh, you know, talk about architects. Yeah. He did everything on his own, completely what I didn't want. But, you know, what can I do, man? Is he growing a lot of tobacco that you use? Yeah, yeah. Right now, 75% of our tobacco grows, goes to Davidoff. I get the, uh, the other 25%. We use a lot. Right now, I think he's doing about, he's growing about 450 acres a year of tobacco, mostly Corojo. We're working on di- different seeds now that he's working on. And uh, we still use the authentic Corojo seed also, by the way. We, don't, we still don't touch any hybrids, and we don't get involved with any of that. I'm gonna, we're going to talk more about that authentic Corojo right after this. Honest Abe here. More with Christian Aroa right after this. Smoke it. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. With the launch of the Siri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Siri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 4.5 by 48 number 6 to the newly released 6 by 60. Available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Siri D today. Ortega cigars, classic cigar sizes for classic smokers. Old and new. In the Dominican Republic, few names draw on a history or heritage as rich as Guillermo Leon. Guillermo Leon is a brand with roots running back to the founding of the Laurora brand in 1903 by Eduardo Leon Jimenez. For over 100 years, the Laurora company has grown the tobacco used in all of their fine cigars and owned the factories producing every stick. This complete vertical control of production and quality has resulted in the outstanding Guillermo Leon Signature Series cigars, awarded a 90 rating by Cigar Aficionado magazine. Experience a little bit of rich Dominican history. Enjoy a Guillermo Leon signature today. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, 
Siri R. and El Rico Habano recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year and Rob Report's Best of the Best Honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest smoking location. Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand, created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American-Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at fine tobacconists. The lovely lady M here. I want to invite you to join me and the girls of Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge inside the prestigious PGA National Resort. Four. Enjoy your favorite cigar while relaxed in a comfortable lounge setting of plush leather chairs and flat screen TVs. Open daily and late night, Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge has a full walk-in humidor, full liquor service, and complimentary valet services provided. For more information on Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge at the PGA National Resort, visit www.smokein.com. Smoke In, continuing the cigar journey like no other. This is Dylan Austin from Camacho Cigars, and you're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. Now here's your host, Honest Abe. Buffalo soldier, Welcome back, folks. Honest Dave here. Kiss My Ash Radio, broadcasting live from Boynton Beach, Florida, at Casa Monte Cristo. Here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. We are sitting with Christian Aroa from Aroa Cigars, CLE Cigars. Christian, uh, once again, thank you for joining us uh, on this Saturday morning and coming into Kiss My Ash Radio. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Um, before we get started, I want to congratulate Randall Simon from Abbeville, Louisiana. He is our Zycar winner of the day. What a great package from Zycar. And our social media winner who won a five-pack of the CLE cigars, Jeff Hershauer from Cincinnati, Ohio. You know, Ohio is Japanese for good morning. Is it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ohio. 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 So uh, congratulations, guys. Thanks for listening, and you are well rewarded with those wonderful gifts. Now, uh, Christian, you touched base on something right before the break that I'd really like to get into. Because I really think that most people really don't understand uh, why. Your company, back to the days of Camacho, has always claimed authentic Corojo tobacco. Um, I have to admit, as a brick-and-mortar retailer from the time I've been in the business, you were the first company I knew that publicized using Corojo tobacco, Corojo leaf, and it seemed like shortly after that, everybody was using Corojo Leaf. 
and your claim has always been authentic Corojo. What exactly does that mean? There was a farm in Cuba owned by Mr. Diego Rodriguez, and the farm was called Santa Inés del Corojo. And it was right there in Pinal del Rio and in Puerto uh, Bajo. And what they would do in this farm, they would take the pick of the crop and they would take the best tobacco. So people would drive by and say, hey, I want some of that tobacco from El Corojo. So that wrapper and that tobacco began to be known as, a, as Corojo. That is a tobacco that made Cuban cigars famous in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. You fast forward in 1979 and in the, in the uh, late 70s is when Cuba, Nicaragua, and Honduras, we all got killed with blue mold, which is an airborne fungus, just about killed everything. And, you know, be, before everybody knew how to handle it, Cuba began to develop new siege with uh, CETA, which was the French monopoly, which is part of Alta as an imperial now. And they began to develop different hybrids. In 1987, Cuba was finally able to retire the Corojo seed. Why? Because it only gave you 1,000 pounds per acre. It was very susceptible to just about everything. And so the yield of the tobacco was very little. It still is thick. Yeah, very, very small yield. What causes a small yield like that? It was just a natural plant. There was, there was, no, uh, there was no science behind it. You just threw it on the ground. And, you couldn't and just grew. plant more ground space of it and have a bigger... I mean, you or could, it was just yield per square yeah, yard. Per, per acreage. And that's right. what happens, Dave. Because to get real good Corojo leaf, what you need to do, it's called topping. You, take, you get rid of the flower. The plant doesn't grow any higher. It just stays small and grows stout. Yes. So uh, Cuba began to develop different hybrids. We didn't start uh, playing around with that seed until 1997 when Diego, uh, Daniel Rodriguez, my father's best friend from youth, gave him some of that seed. Now, when we first came out, when we planned on coming out with the first cigar in September 1999, they gave him permission to register that trademark. When I went to the United States, uh, USPTO, which, which trademark is that? Corojo. I wanted to register and secure Corojo because I knew it was going to happen. And the, uh, the USPTO, Part and Trademark Office, decided to deem that after a region and you can't register that name, just like you can't own the name Palm Beach. Got it. And uh, at that point, you said, okay, listen, there's nothing we can do. We launched Camacho at the trade show in July 2000, and it completely changed the industry. It was a full-body cigar, $5 price range, and it really changed the way everybody did business. So of course, everybody now started hustling and trying to come up with, <laughs> trying to come up with different Corojo. Rare Corojo and yeah. this Corojo. Okay, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to mention that example specifically. Oh, I'll mention it. Don't worry. That's general cigar. So I was sitting there with, with our old good friend Sal Fontana, mm-hmm. and I said, Sal, you know what? We're gonna fall suit. Can you say something? I love how it's so rare that it's in production every year. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, they're good people. They're very it's nice. So How many boxes do you want? 10,000? Those people okay. are very nice. It's so rare. No, but Anyways, yeah, the, the funny part about that, I want to go up to the Federal Trade Commission. Everybody, just, Sal looks at me and says, listen, you idiot. You know, they That's do, exactly what he would have said. They're too. a $300 million company. You sell peanuts. Are you crazy? You can't pick a fight with those guys. So it's, And then we learned something very important about branding and marketing. Copycat brands only make the original brand greater. And when they came out with that cigar and uh, a couple other people, I won't mention their names, came out with that brand, all of a sudden there were 18 Corojos on the market and only made ours the best one. And on the bunch, my favorite at the uh, at that, that then was the uh, Diploma. It was still one of my favorite cigars, which is all top primings, full body Corojo cigars. Everything was absolutely perfect, but the yield was also a problem. Now, the industry now turned to Creo 98, they got Corojo 2006. These are all seeds that yield 2,000, 2,200 pounds per acre, whereas Corojo only does 1,000 pounds. 
So you see a lot of these seeds also become a lot more, more popular, and everybody... But they're not the original Corojo no, strain. No, no, that, That's your claim. Nobody's dumb enough to grow it. <laughs> We're the only stupid people out there growing it. That was basically the difference. Yeah, and you know, and, and that is... That, that is what our family is about, and that is why the cigar I gave you guys is, is the Eiroa. That's a cigar we made with no, we didn't leave one detail behind. That tobacco from the point when we have the seed beds, we pick the plants. We pick the lot that we're going to grow the tobacco in. Nothing happens in that cigar by accident. As a matter of fact, when you were pre-lighting just before our break, just uh, or during the break, uh, you felt there was a little flavor in there. And that is part of, I mean, there's no flavoring in it at all. It's just that it's fourth and fifth priming tobacco. tobacco it wasn't in there. so much a flavoring. It was like a, a scent or an, aroma an, that we a, got a out floral, of it. floral, yeah. It was, it was a floral. floral that which, is you know. pure and clean fermentation. Yeah. It's the, because uh, I dry inhaled it before I lit it, and, and I said, Adam, try this. Is it, are you tasting it? But smoking it, I don't taste it at all. No, I, I agree. Yeah. And everybody out there, if you ever want to get in the cigar business, Abe is the biggest pain in the ass when you give him a cigar. So he's, a, he's the most critical person Number I've ever one seen. Critic. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, man. I'm this just, guy can find... Honest guy. I'm just honest. If you had a dog that could walk on water, he would bitch because the, the dog can't swim. That would be his first comment. So uh, <laughs> I like that. You're right. <laughs> right? I'm staring at our producer who found that hysterically funny. <laughs> Am I right, John? I'm on the money, right? <laughs> so, uh, no, but uh, no detail has been left behind when we make these cigars. We don't make that many of them. We only have 250 customers, hopefully 251 after today. <laughs> and uh, that's it, man. It, everything's absolute perfection. The best the best we can make is that. Our What's the retail point on this? Uh, retail point is 8 to $12. Oh, it's not On the cigars, we have a 48 by 4 box press, a, 40, uh, a 50 by 5, a 54 by 6, and a 60 by 6. They all come uh, unsellowed, which retailers really love that, but we pack them in, in these five packs to protect the cigars. I'm a big believer that cigars marry inside the box. You know, they, they need to sit together. So we, need, we use a very thin tissue paper. You know, what I recommend to people is to buy them five at a time to keep them in the tissue and not, not destroy the package the way it comes. But, you know, of course, everybody's free to do what, what they want. But the cigar's amazing. If you have not tried it, try it. Abe will have them here by Tuesday. And uh, they really are fantastic cigars. It, it's it's our baby. One of the things that I'm proudest of. Uh, honest Abe here. Uh, you're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. We're sitting with Christian Aroa of uh, CLE Cigars. Uh, so, Christian, is this Aroa? Is that is that what you got coming up for the trade show this year? Do you have no, no. Aroa uh, came out last year. Aroa came, came out last in, year. in uh, July last year. And uh, what do you, do you have? Do you have anything planned coming up for the trade show this year? Uh, Abe, we, we like to. We have some products coming out later on, uh, probably the first and second quarters this year. I'm not a big fan of launching product at the trade show because uh, we, we like to be able to present stuff in the store with customers and their customers to really explain the product. You know, we don't like to fall into this whole uh, a, uh, mob mentality at the trade show. I don't think we do the products any justice. We do a lot of planning, very careful. You know, I'm not, we're not a marketing company. We are a traditionalist cigar company. For us, it has to be in the pudding. Cigar, the cigars have to be just right. And, uh, you know, everything we do, for example, our factory now, our farm and our, our factories in uh, mainly in Honduras are already approved by Bayer, which are, uh, that means cigars are 99% hygienic. So anything from Honduras is 100% pure. The factory in Nicaragua, we're going to get there. It, it's a much longer process. You know, we're, we've always done this. Uh, as I've grown older, my OCD has gotten progressively worse. So uh, you know, it's something I do for me personally. 
And uh, but our for our listeners who don't know what you're talking about, explain the whole Bayer program. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bayer is. I mean, we know him here for. Bayer's Aspen. the aspirin company. I know. Yeah, oh, we know him here. I just want to make sure you know it's the same company. Yeah. Yeah, we know him for aspirin. It's a German company, but they're they're actually very involved in agriculture, and their whole thing is that everything needs to be done uh, for better growing practice and better manufacturing practices. When you go to our farm, our farms have zero impact on the environment. We have zero impact. Now we're trying to get to positive impact, and we'll get to that point eventually. We're just not there now. And our factories, you know, from the moment the workers come in, they go through a special shower for disinfecting. They, they have to wash their hands. Really? Every, yes. Sir. Every worker's got to take a shower before you start it's working. It's a special disinfecting shower. They got to got disrobe? No, 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 no. Oh, it's just like a mister. No. Get your mind out of the gut. No, we don't have any cameras or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's where we were going. Right? No. no. Was, oh, you guys, we got like specialized. Man. Is it like a Mr. Shower? Or? It's a Mr. Shower. Okay, so you just walk through it with their clothes on. You walk on. through it. Uh, yeah, man. You step in a special product also for, for your feet. You have to wash your hands every, every so many hours. Everything. You know, part of it, which fits in what's going on now with the uh, FDA, FDA and what's coming, what's coming, you know, I believe... Obviously, nobody wants that regulation at all. I, you know, I don't believe in any of that kind of stuff. But if it did come, our our only challenge right now is the record keeping, and we're at that point now where we're beginning to do all the record keeping and everything. <clears throat> so we would be 100% ready if they, they decide to come after us. But it really is a whole a whole different stage. Abe, you know, I always laugh when somebody walks to me and they present to me a, a Cuban cigar because there's no way there's no way a Cuban cigar can be made with the same technologies that we have, with the same care, the same everything, from the farms all the way to the final product, there is no way they can compete with us. It's like, uh, you know, we trying to come up with a car factory ourselves and trying to compete against Mercedes. Right. There's no way we could ever compete. That's how, that's how uh, far behind I think they are. But the, our technologies in our countries are fantastic. And I think our industry will eventually pick up on, on these different uh, practices because it's the best for the consumer. It's an interesting point you made. I just want to harp on it. Why do you feel... I mean, cigars have been around for, since the American Indian. Yeah. Why do you feel that technology is enhancing the product? In what ways is technology... I can understand how technology can protect you from blue mold, and obviously there's a viral and medicinal evolution in the course of humanity and agriculture, but how is it you feel that technology is making a better cigar? Well, you know, when you get to uh, tobacco comes from the field. So you take your ground and you're going to test your soil. Your soil is going to give you a, a certain reading, all right? Now, for you to get that, to come out with standard tobacco, first you've got to fight the weather, you've got to fight the soil. So you've got to make sure, if, if you want to have the cigar taste the same way, year after year after year, it has to be grown under the exact same conditions. You know, you go to our farm, you'll see everything is the drip irrigation system where we use one three hundredths of the water we used to use before. When, if, if there's something happening, uh, whatever. Yeah, we, but you know what? We're getting off track. I want to continue this right after the break. i got to cut the break. But uh, more with Christian Roa from uh, CLE Cigars. You're listening to Kiss Mash Radio. This is so hot. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory. 
La Zona, and rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinosa cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinosa cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you about Drew Estate's highly sought-after Liga Pravada cigar that was originally created solely for the smoking pleasure of their own company's president. Exquisitely blended from seven different rare tobaccos from seven different farms, it is handcrafted by only the absolute best torcedores. No expense has been spared or shortcuts taken in its creation, and each cigar is guaranteed to be flawless in construction, flavor, and character. Rich, complex, full-bodied without being harsh, Liga Pravada can be best described in one word satisfying are you tired of all the new cigars coming out if so forget all the new flavors of the week and return to a consistent classic casa magna ranked the number one cigar of the year by cigar aficionado in 2008 casa magna delivers the same rich bold flavors year after year and always at an affordable price so the next time you walk into the humidor and feel overwhelmed by all the new brands you've never heard of just grab a casa magna and rest assured you've made the right decision Casa Magna. Taste delivered day after day, year after year. When it comes to tasting the Jack Daniels family of whiskey, I always suggest that people start with Gentleman Jack. It is the only whiskey in the world to be charcoal mellowed twice, giving it its ultimate smoothness. Such a delicious, full-body whiskey with a kick of fruit and spice with a silky, warm, pleasant finish. When you drink Gentleman Jack, you always enjoy a rich, rewarding taste. It is the only whiskey you will want to drink. The official VIP sponsor of The Great Smoke. Please drink responsibly. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. This is Iron Mike, Mike Ditcher, and I love It's My Ash Radio. Where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. Now here's your host, Honest Abe.
Welcome back. You're listening to Hour 2 of Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm your host, Honest Dave. We are broadcasting live from the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida, at the Casa de Monte Cristo store. I'm here with my gang, Adam Kane. Yep. The Brewmeister. Is all you can say is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I didn't know how much room there was or what you oh, wanted me to go with. give you all the room you need, Adam. Okay. Don't he worry about it. doesn't need that much room. Ooh. And the lovely lady. Good morning. There you go. It's going to be a clawing back and forth kind of day. No, it's not. That's not worth my time or energy. Ooh. Hey, lady M is really upset at you for some reason. I don't know why. What did the brewmeister do to you? He didn't do anything. See, exactly my that, point. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, wow. Dude, how can you be... Are you single? That's such yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the reason you should be angry about anything. That's such. Have you ever worked for Abe? <laughs> but you can leave the really? guy. You want to go there? No, I didn't. You you work for me. If I'm this way, you made me this way. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I believe true. that nine nine times out of ten, Abe stresses because of you. Undoubtedly, there's no human being that I've wanted to put a knife in his neck more than this guy right here. <laughs> On a daily basis. <laughs> what was that show, Scrubs, where they, like, outtake and they do an imaginary scene? Mm-hmm. I have that on, on a daily basis with Adam Kay of seeing the blood gushing out of his neck after I put a pen in it and just watch him go, did you just stab me? <laughs> I think I'm dying. You know what the funny thing is? I'm, call the ambulance. I think there's blood coming out of my neck. That would be his response to that. But you know what? I think Brandy just heard that, and she's, she just said, it's on. She wants to take that first place. <laughs> All right, we have Christian Roy here, who's joined us in our Meet Your Maker segment that we're going along with. And right before the break, I asked you a question, and I think you, you kind of got a tangent, because my question was, you talked about how with the technology you have today in these other countries, that Cuba can't make a good as cigars other parts of the country. Now, um, I think it's more based on natural conditions like quality control, manpower, size, facilities. But you mentioned technology, and then you started talking about irrigation. Now, I know technology can make you more efficient. It can bring your cost of production down, cost of labor down. But how does it make a better cigar? That's what I didn't get. Well, you know what happens is, a, uh, for example, our operation is fully vertical, except we don't, we don't do the retail side. Now... One thing is when you have Fully a fa- vertical meaning that you guys plant the seeds, grow plant the tobacco, the seeds, grow the tobacco, use the tobacco to make the cigars. Make the boxes, make the cigars, etc. Yeah, I just want to explain now, to the listeners. Mm-hmm. If you're a chef and you get crappy beef, you can't make good steaks. Correct. So if you protect the tobacco all the way from the time it comes in and it's consistent, the way it was fermented, the color you wanted, the grade you wanted, the time you wanted fermented, that's one thing. Then you bring it into the factory, and that's when the game re- really, really starts. I haven't been to many factories, I, and I do have to compliment the, uh, the Altres factory in La Romana which is the system that we did without even knowing, which is completely climate-controlled. The tobacco is controlled a certain climate. Once it goes into the factory, there's a different climate. We're talking about the, uh, the right temperature, which is probably 75, 76 degrees. You're talking about the right humidity in the factory, which is about 67%. What that does is when you make your bunches, the humidity is perfect for the bunch, and then the wrappers are applied to the same kind of humidity. That way, normally what happens is the bunches are drier than the wrappers are, so now you have to wait for this sit-down period for the moisture from the wrapper to transfer itself and, and to to the uh, the uh, the binder the binder and the filler and vice versa. So they have to marry each other. But when you 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 prepare the cigar under the right conditions, everything's perfect. 
And that's one thing that Bayer requires. You know, we have the same standards as Heinz Ketchup and Snickers, everything. Everything has to be perfect and consistent. Like Sal used to say, consistently good or consistently bad. It has to be consistent. <laughs> that's true. That's what people need. So you feel that they, they, they none of these standards are being used in Cuba? I, listen, I haven't been to many other factories, but I'm willing to guess no. Okay. Well, that's a good question. We're just bringing it up. Now, you're By the way, this is much friendlier than the time I had this conversation in Moscow, which I almost got stabbed. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should see these people's faces. They don't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, your company, CLE Cigars, you know, I, I know we talked about tobacco layers United <laughs> before. We're just trying to understand the format of the company because I think you were trying to, you know, gather people and make their own different brands and come under right. umbrella. I mean, we know that you're making the cigar from Grace, who was a receptionist and now a cigar manufacturer. And I, I mean, you got like a little sign, you know, apply within, we'll make brands for you, or no, how's the company working now? Is this like the Statue of Liberty? Give us your whoever, give us your receptionist, give us your and we will uh, make salesman, and we will, we will make Lady, Lady, Lady M is looking for a cigar brand. I would love to make one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she, well, wants, you know she wants pink wrapper on the cigar, though. That's the problem. I mean, you, all right. But you touch on somebody like uh, Grace. You know, passion is something that sometimes you don't know you have it until you're faced with it. And this kid was working with, with being my father, which is a tremendous company. They're very, very nice people. And it, it's something inside her told her she wanted more. And she had ideas of the things that she wanted to do. But in, in her situation, I assume, I mean, I wasn't there with them, that she wasn't getting those opportunities. And we were able to provide that kind of platform for her. Now, Grace Otolongo is known for her, her uh, social presence. And, you know, okay, I was shallow at first. But once it began to, you know, that was my first interest. But once I started working with this girl, I realized that she really has a passion for cigars. She has a palate. She understands it. She really understands what people want to taste and is able to not only develop a product that she likes, but to explain it. And to explain what's behind her is something important. So now... She gets a chance to really talk about cigars and bring uh, talk about her Cuban heritage, which, you know, there, there, there's a condition with second generation or first and second second generation uh, children from Cuban immigrants that they feel this attachment to Cuba in a very passionate and a very romantic way. And she feels like now she's able to tell that kind of a story, her parents' story, her grandparents' story. So uh, I think this fits Grace really, really well. Now we had the other case with Winwood. Winwood's a factory we decided to open up in Miami with this one kid, Robert Caldwell, really nice guy, you know, tall kid, good-looking guy, and very passionate. How good-looking is he? Uh, sexy, very wow, sexy. Wow, all right. Didn't know you swung that way. No, that's okay, baby. <laughs> hey, uh, after you're married for a while, you begin we, we to get We call men handsome. He's yes. a very handsome man. And so, uh, but uh, very passionate about cigars, but, you know, there was something, there was something amiss, and... The thing about this industry, it absorbs people in such a way where all of a sudden people begin to believe different things about themselves. So it, it just wasn't a model that was going to... I gonna like the expression, they start drinking the Kool-Aid. Yes, it's very true. I, you know, I see it all the time. It, it's incredible what happens. I mean, you know, the, the kind of recognition you get, it, it is still flattering and, and it's embarrassing. Because at the end of the day, we just sit and we try to make a product that people are going to like. And uh, it, it just turns into something else. And I, we, it wasn't, the chemistry behind this kid was not going to fit with the rest of the group. You know, a guy like Tom Lazuka, 13 or 14 years in the business. Robert Wright, 27 years in the business. I mean, they know the business. They've suffered. They started from the bottom. They, they've eaten 
a uh, of malarkey. Crow. <laughs> Heather Crow. I forgot we're on the air here. I mean, good thing I asked you. different. So, uh, you know, bringing the right people. So Winwood, the factory is still around. We moved it to the Rao. And the situation with, with Caldwell was a necessary failure to really understand our model really well. And uh, we're very happy it happened. I mean, I'm not happy about losing the kind of money we lost. But, uh, you know, the fact that we can make cigars in Miami is something interesting. You know, we always, and you guys have been in factories before, where you blend a cigar down in wherever, Dominican, Honduras, or Nicaragua, but then you come back and the cigar just doesn't taste the same. So th my original idea for having people rolling in Miami was to take a cigar that I had made down there, bring the same tobacco, and roll the cigar up here. And uh, there was a gentleman named Javier Plantada who told me a, a quote one time, which is, cigars don't make good travel companions. It always happens. Whether you, go, you get a cigar here and you go to New York or wherever it is that you go, it's not going to taste the same. So we wanted to make sure that the cigars, that the blend that we thought we had back in Honduras tasted exactly the same, the same way it does here in the United States once a cigar is made. Well, I'm Steve here with Christian War from CLE Cigars and uh, talking about uh, his products, his company, and uh, all the different uh, things he's working on. Um, I have a question for you. The Winwood factory that you had down in Miami in the art district, is that re did you rename that or did you move no, out of there? No, we kept the name. We, we left that building, left that property. Left, okay. it, it was terribly expensive. And uh, we moved over to the Rao because the other problem we're having is that we grew so quickly and we didn't want to be big and we still don't want to be big. But there were growing pains nonetheless and we were operating at two buildings. Right. So twice a day I was driving back and forth to different places and it was just too much. We had to really consolidate and bring everything back, kind of not really pump the brakes, but make sure that, that everything we're doing, we're doing it just the right way. So we have the same group of guys, we have the same tobacco, everything, and we're currently rebuilding our whole property. That's why I asked you about architects. You know, <laughs> rebuilding the whole, we're rebuilding the whole thing to really make it work to, to make this model come to life. Gotcha. We still make the Winwood cigars, we still make the factory fresh out of Miami. None of that stuff, none of it has changed. Mm -hmm. You know, the only thing that we, Robert Caldwell was no longer with us. <coughs> and you still make this cigar? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, oh, sir, we interesting. do. Is it a brand you own, or does Robert own it? No, no, I, I own that brand. Okay. I own that brand. So is, 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 is uh, Mr. Caldwell out of the cigar business? No, 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 no. He, he, uh, he hooked up with these kids out of Ohio. Tony Bellotto, a real nice kid, and uh, Jacqueline Sears, this other gentleman named Craig Rossi. We were making a cigar for them called La Barba, the beard. Because, you know, a lot of 20-year-old kids are growing beards now. And I, I didn't know it was a thing. It's a thing. So basically it's there's a, a hipster cigar is what you're telling me? Dude, a hipster, yeah, man. that's what they you call know, it. I, you know, my, my thing is, you're going to be old for the rest of your life. Why are you going to grow a I beard grew, now? <laughs> I grew a beard the day I graduated high school. I went to Catholic high school. I got caught every Friday because I tried to grow a 5 o'clock shadow so I could buy beer for the weekend. <laughs> you know, so I'd let it grow out that Friday where the dean would catch me. Sometimes make a shave right there during. He pulled me out of a test to go shave. Yeah. The day I graduated high school, I had a beard. Maybe I, I don't get it. Well, he was growing a beard to compensate for the hair that he didn't have on his head. I had hair back then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was about to call you a nasty word on the radio. So uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways Sal Fontana, who's a mentor. I'm going to share. We we got a few minutes for the break here. I'm here with Christian Roa, CLE Cigars. I'm going to share a story, South Fontana, a mentor for both of us. Uh, I mean, God rest his soul, he be, would have been 88 now? Yes, he would. 88. Um, Sal basically walked me through the cigar industry and walked Christian through manufacturing and 
the cigar business side of his company, you know, him growing up. They had both came to visit us one time in, in, in our, our first store in Tequesta. And um, <laughs> <laughs> we had a facility across the street. I used to do some private labeling. I used to help uh, Camacho Cigars with their private label program back then. So I had a facility across the street, literally across the street, where we used to do the band printing. So Sal wanted to show Christian the place. He goes, let's drive over. Okay? So, Christian, you had a black Jeep Cherokee? Yeah. You had a black Jeep Cherokee at the time. So I get in the car with Sal, who, mind you, at this point, has got to be 82, you know, 83. He's in his 80s driving, you know. And um, he had a little minivan. I get in the minivan, and then we see Christian zip out of the parking lot. So Sal's like, where is this guy going? And he starts flooring it. And Christian starts weaving down Federal Highway in a completely wrong direction, and Sal's chasing him, swearing at him every swear book in the word. Where's he going? And he's driving like Mario Andretti. I'm gripping for my life. I can't believe this. He follows Christian, his black Cherokee, it's at least two miles, three miles down the road. The car turns into a shopping center. You know, I'm like, I'm like, just make it right here. We'll cut him off because we thought maybe Christian thought it was in another place. We didn't know what was going on. So we finally pull up right next to him, and it's not Christian. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing I could say to myself is, where's Christian? I look at the side mirror. I see a black Cherokee. He's been behind us the whole way. Where the hell are these two crazy guys going? So we just caught another black Cherokee coming out of the parking lot and chased him. But that, oh, that's, that's hilarious. There's about a million stories we could share like that with Sal. But Christian, <laughs> honestly, uh, thanks for taking the time to come on Kiss Match Radio. Driving down here, you got a group of guys I'm sure want to chit-chat with you. If you're anywhere near the area, uh, Boynton Beach here at the Casa Monte Cristo store, stop by. You can meet Christian Roa himself and learn a lot more about CLE Cigars. Thank you very much, sir. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Thank Take you. Take care. Thank Appreciate you. it. Uh, up ahead, we got uh, your chance to win great smoke tickets. Smoking stories, so uh, get your fingers ready to dial in. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. This is so hot. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente's Fuente. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled.
Zycar, the world leader in cigar accessories, has done it again. One of their best lighters is now even better. The popular Enigma Double Jet Flame Lighter is now the new Enigma 2. Complete with a new clean design, this lighter was re-engineered for dependability and performance. It feels more ergonomic in your hand, and new internal components give it the horsepower you need. Like everything Zycar, this comes with the incredible lifetime warranty. Stop by smoking today and become part of the Zycar Nation. Zycar for life. Prized by a small group of devout followers, Juan Lopez cigars are likely the finest and rarest of the Nicaraguan puros favored by aficionados. Each year, a scant few of these beauties are handcrafted from the choicest Nicaraguan tobaccos. Every leaf is carefully selected for exquisite flavor and strength. The Juan Lopez smoke is intensely flavorful, rich and robust, yet smooth and well-rounded. Discover this rare treasure for yourself. Surgeon General's warning, cigars not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Eduardo Fernandez is at the front of one of the largest tobacco growing operations in Nicaragua, producing strong flavors from the valleys of Jalapa, Condega, and Esteli. Casa Fernandez uses Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaf in all its factories. The Fernandez family are growers and blenders by nature. Light up our box-pressed Aganorsa leaf cigars, available in our very own Corojo Jalapa wrapper and in San Andreas Maduro. The Aganorsa leaf Maduro, one of the best cigars of 2013, rated 92 by Cigar Aficionado. The Illustri, a 5x48, is now available in stores. This is Matt Booth from Room 101. Me and the guys at Kiss My Ash Radio just got our burners blown out. It was awesome. Can you feel it? You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. Welcome back. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, broadcasting live from Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm your host, Oz Dave, along with my crew, Adam K., the brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Good morning. Who likes making fun of my hair this morning. You like making fun of my boyfriend, so we're even. Wow. Like I said, saucy all week. Really saucy. You know, if you added up all my hair follicles, it'd probably equal his weight. <laughs> Maybe. It'd be pretty close. Maybe. Probably caught a couple of pounds shy, but <laughs> our producers <laughs> control out there. <laughs> you will not win at this game with me. Oh. I'm not trying to win Just anything. I just you know that, that was a sensitive the, subject. I am, I'll fry away the from snap, it. I am the snap king. <laughs> my, dad was, my dad was really sensitive to that subject too, Can so I, I, I won't talk about it. Your dad? Yeah, I wasn't allowed to touch hair his hair. Really? Yeah. Oh, my kids always rub my bald head. They love it. No, my dad didn't. It they was a bald. It was a comb over, oh, but no. like it was like a back I, comb over. So I if I messed it up, he was pissed. My kids keep up <laughs> every morning. They rub my head three times, make a wish, and go, "Dang!" Wait, <laughs> to come out. Anyways, uh, it's trivia time. Soon you will know what it is like to be defeated by the hands of somebody who is truly better than you. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? I, I play for keeps. I play for keeps. I give you one option. Play Kiss My Ass Trivia. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't think it is. No. I liked it because I liked How Thick Nights. I thought that movie was funny. <laughs> I think it was a random poll, but it, I, I thought it was okay. We're going to yeah. give away one pair of 
A Brick, pair. A it's pair. a $330 value. To I did the math for you. I knew it would take you a while. No, I, I wasn't even going to go that far. Really? Yeah. $330? You couldn't have done Great. the math? I would have done the math. I wasn't going. What does that make each ticket worth? $165. She had to think about it. <laughs> she had to think. Just, luckily, <laughs> she probably knew it's what the ticket was. It's ticket. I, I, don't, I haven't paid attention. That's okay. Go ahead. All right, listen. Uh, did you watch the opening game last what? night? No? You're not into that? I'm not into the Olympics really at all. Yeah, okay. On any level. Well, I, I'm going to do a, an Olympic theme trivia question. And if you feel like you know the answer, call in 1 877 960 9960 to win. I these really great smoke themed questions. Changed it? I didn't know. Go ahead. Uh, I was saying great smoke themed in the sense that, that it was go a ahead. giveaway. Yeah. Do you want to do a great smoke theme? No, go ahead. I want to hear this trivia question. <laughs> Which country has won the most gold medals at the Winter Games since they began? Which country has won the most gold medals in the Winter Games since they began? Yep. If you know the answer, give us a call at 877-960-9960, and you will win not one, but two general admission tickets to the Great Smoke event February 22nd in West Palm Beach. A $330 value. Very good. My only question is, is what would Brian Boitano do? I don't know. You know, he would probably save the day and do a triple sow cow. I would, like, chug a half a bottle of booze if Emily knew that reference. I don't. I what would Brian Boitano do? What would Brian Boitano do? South Park. Oh, yeah, South I don't watch who movie. watches that. I don't, but I knew that. That was the first time I ever cried in a film I was laughing so hard. <laughs> no, I have to admit, you, you'll get it up in, in what we'll be talking about in smoke streams later if we get to it. Probably the funniest scene I've seen in a movie recently. I can't remember laughing yeah. that hard. It was pretty funny. Well, we are going to get to smoke screens. We might. We might not. Is that next? Yep. Oh, it's time for smoke screens. Get more out of life. Come often and bring your family to our theater. Was it good? Was it bad? Let's find out. Smoke screening. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Be having popcorn for this. Th- we really segment. should have popcorn for our new segment of smoke streams. Yeah, it was it was all right. That was better. That yeah. was much better. That was better. Yeah, a lot of movie theme going there. <laughs> so uh, we're, this week we'll be talking about uh, the movie The Wolf of Wall Street. You know who directed that, right? Uh, I don't. Martin Scorsese. More Scorsese. What you know what other movies Martin Scorsese did, right? Um, Martin Scorsese. This is my... I thought it was, more, I thought it was Scorsese. Yeah, that's the way the layman's pr- pronounce it. Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Casino, mm. Mean Streets. The Godfather. Mm. The Godfather. Godfather. You, know, you ever hear the line, you talking to me? You talking to yeah, me? Yeah, it was from Taxi Driver. Yeah. That was De Niro. De Niro. Yes, very One good. of his first movies, right? Anyways, he did The Wolf of Wall Street. And um, I'm going to tell you something. Uh... Pretty enjoyable movie. I enjoyed it. Um, you have to understand that the movie's about Jordan Belfort, who was like the first boiler room penny stock guy. In fact, the movie Boiler Room, about eight years ago, that was done with Vin Diesel, uh, that was actually about Giovanni the Jordan Rabisi. Belfort story. Huh? G- Giovanni Ribisi. Yes. That was about the Jordan Belfort story. So this book was based on the book written by Jordan Belfort. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, and um, you know, it's pretty interesting because he's a really, really bad person in the movie. I mean, morally, yeah, socially, subconscious on every level, he's he's a bad yeah. dude. But 
there's certain times in a movie where you want the bad dude to win. You really don't want him to win, but he's getting away with it. But, you know, you know, Jordan Belfort had a chance to walk away from it all, and he had a plea deal ready and could have gotten away with no time, but got greedy, didn't want to let go, mm-hmm. ended up spending some time in jail. But this is a guy who started out basically a decent guy. Yeah. Married, legitimate firm, and then got fired and found penny stocks and basically started the whole uh, pump and dump scam. Yep. And basically, this guy would ruin people's lives, give them the rest of their life savings, and basically, you know, these guys were... And, and the, according to the true story, what you saw on film was actually toned down. The drugs and the sex... That's on, and, I can't believe that. It was actually toned down. It was insane. That movie was giving me anxiety, like, watching it. <laughs> there was a scene where in the bathroom, they got the sign there, no sex during working hours. I know somebody who actually was involved in that whole mess. That was a true story. That sign actually was in the in those bathrooms. Wow. So yeah, I mean the movie was toned down. And when you talk and you, you look at Jordan Bel, you know Jordan Belfort's history, it just it, the moral compass just kept getting, kept getting pushed more and more further along the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, great performance by Leonardo. And it I, was tell, an I tell you what, here's a guy who I really believe should delve more and more into comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's known more for drum, dramatic roles. But if you look back at uh, the movie uh, where he was the counterfeiter. Catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. You know, he was great in that movie. Fantastic. My favorite scene in that whole movie is when he fakes being a substitute teacher for two weeks. Yeah. And they catch him being a teacher for two weeks. And Christopher Walken's out there and his mother's all pissed off. And Christopher Walken's like laughing. So, I mean, what father's not going to be proud of his son oh, getting yeah. away with that for two weeks? But, yeah, I think, I think Leonardo can get away with uh, doing it. Um, problem with this movie is there's really no sense of catharsis. Mm. There's no cleansing. This guy's a bad person. He still is a bad person. You know, he claims to have been through recovery now and leading a clear life. There was a hundred. He has a judgment against him for a hundred and ten million dollars. Okay, of which he's barely paid anything, and he's made over a million some dollars just on the rights to the movie. So this guy's still not a good person. And from what I hear, he's out there flaunting money and. And there's a guy who they said had so much natural talent that he could have become a millionaire just doing things legitimately. Right. Legally. But, yeah, legally. But the excess of the drugs and the booze. The one thing I, I missed out on, and I think our, our generation missed out on, and if anybody out there can remember the show Three's Company with Jack... Uh, J- John, on door, yeah, John Ritter, one of my favorite... Sli- John Ritter was great. At, I forget what they call that kind of comedy, but the fall over... The physical comedy. He right. was awesome at the physical comedy. But... Watching Three's Company growing up was my first ever heard the word quaalude. All right? And quaaludes just seem to be the drug of the time. I mean, the whole emphasis is... Quaalude. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're popping quaaludes like it's M&M's. Yeah. You know? And um, I guess they don't make it anymore. My question is, if a drug is so great, why would you stop making it? Well, I think they said in the film it was the regulations that totally cut it out, and they totally just ixnade anybody who was able to make it anymore and just cut off a lot of the ingredients that were part of it. We can't stop anybody from making any drug in the world, but we, no one can make a quaalude anymore. I mean, watching that movie has almost inspired me to try a quaalude. There's a, Especially I'm it's, serious. It's supposed to be a great watching sleep aid, apparently. Watching that movie almost inspired me to find a quaalude somewhere. They, I mean, there's a scene, there's a scene, and yeah, I won't spoil it for you, but there's a scene with Leonardo DiCaprio at a payphone. It has to be one of the funniest scenes 
ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. I mean, literally. I mean, it's him by himself mostly. Yeah. But the dialogue of him talking and his physical body. Have you seen the movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw it a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, the dialogue yeah. and his physical body of him. This was my favorite scene. Yeah, it was the favorite scene in the movie. So definitely uh, highly recommend uh, seeing Lone Wolf of Wall Street. You will find it entertaining. You'll enjoy it. Uh, I, I don't think it's and if you the, haven't, I don't think Yeah, if you haven't seen it, sorry for the... Uh, <laughs> No, we didn't tell about the whole scene. We just told him yeah, to look yeah. out for the scene. But yeah, and it's, I don't think it's going to win the Oscar. No. It wasn't the best film of the year. I don't think Scorsese wrote it with that intention either. No. You know, it's not a, <laughs> it was just a good story to tell it's, on It's film. an amazing story, but like I said, once again, you don't leave the movie like, wow, there's a sensing of catharsis. I didn't which, feel changed. Yeah, I believe every solid movie, great movie you're going to see, you need to walk away with that feeling. Mm-hmm. You need to be rooting for somebody. Yeah. There has to be a hero. He's neither the hero nor really the villain in your eyes. No. Yeah. You know, and, and I, you don't even fall, you don't even bond with the FBI guy who's trying to bust him either. So he, he, They really underused Kyle Chandler. I well, have no to doubt. tell you that. Kyle Chandler's a great actor. Fantastic actor. Friday Night Lights. Love him. Mm-hmm. So, Big fans. Definitely. Um, we'll take the trivia call after the break. But um, de- definitely love Kyle Chandler. But, but the point of it is, the, the story with itself was really what was attractive, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and the fact that it was real. It was more of a historical documentary than just being, and you know, than anything else. It was oh, part of the story true. because there was no, you know, end of here's where the climax and it goes from there, and here's how it concludes. I it, agree. It didn't really have that. And it was a three-hour movie, too, by the way. It was, it was a long movie, but it went fast. It really did. It went fast. I had yeah. to watch it in two nights. It went fast. But uh, that, that's our review of The Lone Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, otherwise, we're not going to get in-depth in the review if you want to watch while you're out there. Uh, I saw Ronin, 47 Ronin. Mm-hmm. Not a Keanu Reeves fan. Never be anything other than Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in my book. But if you're into Excellent. the show... Yes. Yay! If you're in the Shogun genre... You like that type of stuff? Yeah, you'll 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 enjoy uh, 47 Ronin. It was right. uh, it was a good movie. I think there was one other one I wanted to touch base on, but we got I, next week too. Yeah, we'll do another smoke screen. Huh? Another smoke screen? You're gonna, you gonna join us for next week's smoke screen? Yeah. Okay, great. After the break, we're gonna take calls and see who's won a pair of great tickets to the Great Smoke. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Drop it like it's hot. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Melanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. Melanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, there are hundreds of brands of cigars on smoke and shells, but undeniably, there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. Drew Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet. 
herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves Acid Cigars. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua, using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper. The cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Nestor Miranda cigars are available at all smoking locations. Buying a home is the biggest investment you face. Choosing the right company to help makes all the difference. Property Transfer Services is a fully licensed professional title company that has been serving Florida, New Jersey, and the entire East Coast for over 22 years. Our team of experienced licensed title officers are here to work with the seller, buyer, realtor, builder, and bank to make sure that every transaction is a success. For more information on how Property Transfer Services can help you, call Michael Raff at 561-691-5941. Again, that's 561-691-5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke. This is Ariel from La Serena Cigars, and Adam, you can kiss my ash. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars is all that matters. To reach the gang, call them, 877-960-9960. Now here's Honest Abe. Welcome back. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm your host, Dostey, with my crew, Brewmeister Adam King, and the lovely Lady M. We are broadcasting live from Boynton Beach, Florida, at the Casa Monte Cristo store. And uh, bring it back th- with Bell Biv DeVoe. Bell Biv DeVoe. That is bring it back. You ain't mm-hmm. kidding. Um, before the break, uh, Lady M had a trivia question for our listeners. Lady, what was that question? Which country has won the most gold medals at the Winter Games since they began in 1924? All right. We have a caller, one of our regulars, Tashia Posse <laughs> from Orlando. Tashia, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, doll? I'm wonderful, thank you. How are you all? Good. Now, do we even have to ask, are you guys in your underwear this morning eating breakfast again? No, we're not. We, we're starting something new for 2014. We have to get the weight off, so we're, we're, we're getting those workout clothes going so we can leave out the door after your show. Uh, okay. <laughs> because, you know, the last two times you've been on, you guys were in your underwear eating breakfast. I know. That's why we gained all the weight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You've had plenty of time to look this up and get the correct answer. Did you, uh, do you know the right answer to Lady M's question? I believe I do. I got a winner. Is it Norway? Norway leads. You are correct. Norway leads uh, with 313 medals. U.S. is second, believe it or not. Yes. Nicely done. You and your husband will will just want a pair of tickets to the Great Smoke. How many years in a row will this be for you? This, This year will make our fourth year. Fourth year in a row from Orlando. Well, listen. We really appreciate your uh, support and listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, and we'll definitely look for you guys at the Great Smoke. 
And if you want, yeah. you can tweet a picture uh, at Kiss My Ass Radio of you guys getting ready to hit your workout before you guys hit it out there. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll do that. All right, love. You have a great weekend. Thanks. Take care. <laughs> Glad to see people keeping up with their New Year's resolutions, even though it's now February. And it's I, I almost a month what, and a half old. She's been she's been rock solid about being a loyal listener and uh, you know checking in on what's going on and, and uh, glad she won. Absolutely. Glad she won. I, I was hoping they were going to be in her underwear because I was going to ask her to tweet a picture. I would love to see her and her husband in the kitchen in their underwear making breakfast, but I thought that would make a good. Uh, I don't quit. know if that's uh, Twitter appropriate. Is Why it? not? I don't know. You is there is there a, is there a Twitter? appropriate on Twitter. Okay, maybe it is. Everything is appropriate on Twitter. Well, we got cigar science coming up with Steve Saka after the next break. But right now, I want to get into a cigar story. Uh, this one is about Johnny Walker. Brings back Johnny Walker Gold. Smoking stories. Get your learn on. That Colin is one talented guy. Mm-hmm. At the Sochi, Sochi Olympics, has just started, but one of the illustrious Scotch whiskeys already bought home a form of the gold. The form of the Johnny Walker Gold label has returned to the market. Johnny Walker's introduction last year of the 18-year-old platinum label resulted in the phasing out of the gold mark of the same age. Now the blended Scotch whiskey maker has reinstituted the color code and relative pricing, but without the same maturation standard. So basically they bought back the Scotch with a lower standard. See, why, why are you going to do that? Don't bring back a lower quality product. I think they did it because the whole gold theme is going on now. Oh. For gold, the Olympics, gold, gold. Olympics, absolutely. Gold medal. Why else would they do it? I, but I guess I guess their move was they made the gold the platinum. They didn't need the gold anymore. Right. So now to bring back the gold, they can't make it the same year it was before. I, I got to tell you, I'm just disappointed by that. If you're not going to bring back the same quality product, don't bother in general. Johnny Walker Gold Label Reserve debuts as a no-age statement blend that effectively fills the same price niche abandoned by the Johnny Walker Gold Label 18-year-old. The latter sold for about $85 and the former goes for about $87. The new 18-year-old Platinum Label sells for about $110. One rung rung down is the Johnny Walker Double Black at $42. The whiskey has an arresting package, an entire bottle is covered in reflective gold and has previously been available only in duty-free travel markets. First released on a more general level late last year, the company positions it as a festive and celebratory bottling. I'm telling you, it's Olympic themed. Uh, Like the previous gold label, this iteration isn't markedly peaty as the other Johnny Walker releases, such as the red, black, and blue labels, nor the extra peated double black. Both gold labels also share a fruity, sweeter, Profile. So basically what you're telling me is they've created a scotch for people that don't necessarily like scotch. scotch. <laughs> Great at, idea. At, awesome. The brewmeister is on his rant. Mm-hmm. The, la- <laughs> the latest iteration of the gold blend brings a preponderance of silanish. A, a silanish? You would know this word. Silanish? Yes. A single malt with extensive fruit and honey notes. Johnny Walker has been associated with the Highlands Distillery named since 1916 when it acquired a stake in the facility that was then called Silanish. In 1969, a new Silanish distillery, the source of the current gold label, was built nearby the original and renamed Barora. Interesting, Barora at one time made heavily peated whiskey when a shortage of the malt existed. Well, we're back with the gold. 
and that's the way that goes. Uh, uh, after the break, finally, he's been on hold for a while. I'm sure he's waiting to chat us up. Steve Saka, Cigar Science. Don't go anywhere. I'm working it. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our decade cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade. Try it. Honest Abe here, and I want to tell you about the coolest cigar app that you could download for free. It's called Cigar Boss, and it features information, pictures, and reviews for over 7,000 cigars. Cigar Boss even lets me keep track of the cigars in my humidor, helps me pick out the perfect cigar that I want to smoke, and read what other real cigar smokers are saying. Cigar Boss will help you find nearby cigar shops and offer special deals only for members. The best part about Cigar Boss is that it's absolutely free. Download Cigar Boss on your iPhone or Android device today. Zycar, the world leader in cigar accessories, has done it again. Some of their best accessories are now even better. The popular VXV cutter we all know and love with its razor-sharp inverted blade is now available in a carbon fiber and mesh look finish. Also, the new ELX is more ergonomic in your hand and has a new internal components that give it more of the horsepower you need. These, of course, all come with their incredible lifetime warranty. Stop by, smoke in today, and become part of the Zycar nation. Zycar for life. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again, so does growing the perfect beard. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today at all smoking locations. Casa Fernandez has done it again. Following the breakout success of the JFR 770, Eduardo Fernandez has transformed the way you look at the everyday cigar. At 4.5 inches and a 46 ring gauge, the JFR Junior has taken all the flavor of a Nicaraguan Puro at an incredible value and balanced it perfectly into an enjoyable everyday Corona. Made exclusively at the Casa Fernandez Nicaraguan Esteli factory, the JFR Junior will be sure to please the palate of even the most staunch aficionado. Don't wait. Make sure to pick up the Casa Fernandez JFR Jr. at your local tobacconist today. This is Rick Ardito. Kiss My Ash Radio was a jolly good time today. We brought donuts. We got to smoke cigars in the studio, and I'm not supposed to tell anybody. Log on to KissMyAshRadio.com any day during the week, and you can play back the podcast if you missed it. Now here's your host, Honest Dave. Welcome back. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm Honest Steve, broadcasting live from the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida, the Casa Monte Cristo store, with my gang, Adam K., and the lovely Lady M. Uh, we have on hold one of our old friends getting ready for his segment, Cigar Science. Alive, it's alive. 
It's alive! Cigar Science with Steve Saka. Our boy's wicked smart. <laughs> Didn't like the weird science? No, we got a little inside joke and oh. I caught it. Okay. <laughs> Steve Saka, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio again. I'm How are we doing, my friend? The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Hey, guys. How you doing? That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> I thought it was you did it. How's, uh, how's the cold weathers of New Hampshire treating you? My nuts are the size of raisins. Nice. <laughs> That's a visual I've always wanted to have. I have to imagine they have probably a pretty big starting point. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah it's pretty <laughs> impressive. But they still remain sweet. So. <laughs> oh, right. Moving on. And the show's <laughs> hit. You even got Christian Aurora to stop talking for the first time in the last two hours. Derailed. <laughs> Derailed. All right, Steve. You know, it was interesting. We had Christian on the show, and he was talking about Corojo and the yield and uh, got into curing. And we're going to talk to you a little bit more about curing today. Um, what exactly is the curing of tobacco? Well, first off, I want to say something. There is a difference between curing and fermenting, even though our Cuban friends and everybody in the cigar industry seems to use those words interchangeably. So I'm going to talk about the curing of tobacco. Curing is when the tobacco comes off the field and into the barn. So the curing of tobacco, it's basically the controlled necrosis of the leaf, which allows a slow degradation of the cartonoids in the tobacco. And cartonoids are just the organic pigments that are found in any sort of chloroplast or a chromoplast of any sort of plant that has photosynthetic processes. So in the case of tobacco, Emily, it would be what? Well, yeah. don't, don't jump up with that answer. It's chlorophyll. So it's chlorophyll. So basically what you're talking about, the curing of tobacco is the conversion of the chlorophyll in the tobacco. Converted into chlorophyll. Some starches into sugars. Now, Steve, I got a question for you, you know, just based on what you said. When they make Candela wrapper, how does it keep the green process? Because the curing information well, obviously removes right. the chlorophyll. Well, Candela is different. You know, we, there's a bunch of different ways to cure tobacco. Uh, the primary way that we do it is air curing, which is causing the curing through the process of oxidation. Candela is different. What they do with Candela now, Steve, is when they be, place got, it in the barn, you got they you introduce to propane. And the propane heater, we charge the barn up to about 180 degrees Fahrenheit, and as a result, it basically arrests the curing process. It fixes the color green in the leaf. The whole process only takes three days. As compared to a normal curing process, using air curing will take four to eight weeks. Closer to the eight weeks is more common than the four weeks. Now, that's when they're just hanging in the barn. That's the famous pictures everybody sees where there's tobacco in rows hanging in barns out in the heat, correct? Right. That is, that is the curing process. When the tobacco is in the barn being hung, there's basically there's like four stages to the curing of tobacco. They're like called the four essential steps. There's wilting, there's yellowing, there's coloring, and then there's finally drying before the leaf is pulled from the barn. Yeah, because I have to translate this into layman terms for a lot of our listeners here. Um, so after, after now you, what I'm curious of, you said there's an actual difference between curing and fermenting. What's the difference? What's fermenting the tobacco mean? Well, fermenting tobacco is what you always see the process of them having the tobacco built into bulks, bulks or polones, polones. Uh, and what that is, is that's really a controlled composting of the tobacco 
because of the Spanish language being relatively simple, they use the same word for many different things. And in the case of tobacco, they often refer to that process as curing tobacco also, but it really isn't curing tobacco soon. So it's not that these guys don't know what they're talking about. It's just because of the, comp- the simplicity of the Spanish language for these type of words, they're just applying the term curing when they're really describing fermentation. Got so it. you just got to separate the two when you talk to, to people because curing is much different than fermentation. And that's a process which I'm sure a lot of these guys who had trips down to Central America is the big bedpost with the stacks and stacks of tobacco and they wet them and they soak them, they pile them back on, they break them down and repile them. That would be the fermentation right. process. That's the fermentation process, which is an entirely different conversation. Okay. And what, and then what would be the process of then air curing tobacco? That, that's the barn hanging? Right. That basically, air curing just means it's done slowly by the use of air. It's normally done in a well-ventilated barn, and it's allowed to dry over a period of four to eight weeks. You Basically, what ends up happening when you do it this way is it gives you a tobacco that is actually lower in sugar content but higher in nicotine content. And almost all cigar tobaccos, black tobaccos, and some most burly tobaccos are also air cured. And then you have, you know, you have fire cured, which recently has become popular because we keep hearing about Kentucky fire cured. And that's where they actually light fires in the barns, typically with hardwoods, and they pretty much smoke that tobacco for like three days. It can be anywhere from three days to ten weeks, depending on the tobacco. Wow. And this also produces a low in sugar content, high in nicotine tobacco, but it also brings in that uh, smokiness kind of flavor. Now, Steve, we've talked now about three different, completely, or three to four different, completely different types of ways you can cure or ferment tobacco. Now, how many different barns do you need to do each one of these processes? Well, first off, they're totally separate. I mean, for the cigar industry, air curing is 99.9% of all of what's happening. Then you have the fire curing, which really is very, it's really, any of the tobaccos that are fire cured, really aren't intended for most cigars. Um, you know, they're mostly for other smoking. And then you have really three other methods of curing tobacco. You have flu curing, and you have sun curing, and then you have a really small niche. It's like a pressure curing, which is used for, like, perique tobacco. Yeah, which but almost everything we are is air curing. Perique tobacco is mostly used in cigarettes, correct? Um, uh, it can be used in cigarettes, but it's more so used in pipe blends, I actually. I was going to it's going to be pipe, sounds like. Yeah, because it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, my question is this: the fire curing. How was who, who started that? What segment of the market was doing fire curing tobacco? Well, fire curing's been around forever. I mean, it's a very common process. In fact, it used to be just sun curing was the first way tobacco got done, just hanging in the sun, and then air curing progressed, and then came fire curing because the fire curing moves the process along a lot faster. But the problem with the fire curing is it's very hard to control. And you end up getting a lot of added, I don't you get a lot of different added aromas and tastes as a result. So then really the more modern way to heat cure tobacco is the flu curing, where basically the fire boxes are off-site. Uh, they traditionally call them oasts, and the fire is lit there. And then the tobacco is basically the air is heated and then fed into the barn, and the heated air is what actually cures the tobacco through the flu. And that temperature can be much more controlled because you can slowly raise it and slowly lower it. So, therefore, you end up with a much more steady process. And as a result, you can actually get the tobacco to be higher in sugar, and you can somewhat manipulate the nicotine levels to a degree. 
Steve, I have a question for you. Um, in Drew's sure. state, you guys have the infused cigars, the acids. In what stage do you do you hang the cigars or, or infuse those those leaves and, and tobaccos with the flavors? Would that be the curing Would process? That be, yeah. Well, thanks to uh, my contract and non-disclosure policy, uh-huh. I'm not even uh-huh. answering any such questions. <laughs> so there you have it. How's that for an answer? Yeah. Talk to the attorneys. <laughs> Steve, how do you know when the tobacco is ready? Well, you know, there's a couple different things. First off, you've got to make sure it goes through those stages. The wilting stage is very easy. And then the yellowing stage, then the coloring stage, and then the drying stage. So you want to see it step through these four stages as you expect. But what you're really looking for is you're looking for the redistribution of the moisture from the stems back into the leaf because you need that in order for the starches to be broken down and the chlorophyll to convert to sugars and also to give you the resulting terrapins that you want because terrapins are really what you're going for. And anybody that's a Bud fan out there, uh, as in Bud in Colorado, the word terrapins is something they dream about. Well, we also dream about it in tobacco. That's the oil coming out of the land. So in order for that to happen... The leaf that's been harvested has to be kept alive during this yellowing period in order to allow those desirable chemical and color changes to occur. At the same time, you have to allow sufficient drying so that when the leaf gets properly wilted, you're ready to arrest that process and stop it because if you don't do so, you'll actually destroy the leaf. But the short answer to what you're asking for is basically you can tell the curing process is complete when the midribs of the leaf, that's the main stem, the midrib, yeah. And they're drawn down, and they're firm all the way to the butt of the stalk where they were broken off. That's what you really want. And you want to do that, though, in an air curing process where that doesn't happen in two days. You really want to take, you want that to take four to six weeks at a minimum for that drawdown of the mid-rib. Because during this curing process, tobacco is going to lose about 80% of its weight. I mean, a typical acre of hanging tobacco, it can lose upwards of as much as five tons of water. And, and most tobacco is cured off the stalk. Yes. Well, it depends on the variety. Um, in cigar tobaccos today, yes, most tobacco is climbed and it's cured off the stalk. Um, the only traditional exception to that is broadleaf. Broadleaf tobacco has typically been a cured on the stalk uh, tobacco. And then, as you know, when I was with Drew Estate, we introduced the process to some Habano that we used to farm. Well, they still do farm in Connecticut and we would do some stock cut abano. For the T-52. Uh, why, why is the process mostly just in the broadleaf? Well, in the broadleaf, the reason why it's done in the broadleaf is because the broadleaf needs much more moisture in order to cure appropriately, in order to achieve those, those desired terpenes. And if you take it off the stock, what ends up happening is you end up with a leaf that just isn't as oily or as flavorful as desired, and the curing process occurs too quickly because of the thickness and the level of the chlorophyll in the leaf, that the curing process really can't complete itself. Got it. You really need that additional moisture from the stalk to allow the process to be lengthened out to achieve a proper cure on the tobacco. Got it. Well, Steve, once again, a great segment. Thanks for joining us on Cigar Science. Steve Soccer calling in from New Hampshire. Excellent. Uh, for all our listeners out there, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, remember our motto? Never be afraid to express how you feel. If anyone doesn't like it, tell them to kiss your ash. This is Honest Abe and my regular sign-off. Be merciless, spare no cigar, smoke them all, let God sort them out.
You've been listening to Kiss My Ass Radio on Seabew Radio. Every Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon, join the gang as they pursue life, liberty, and fine cigars. If you missed the show, need more information, log on to kissmyassradio.com. To me it makes a lot of